The Okie Geek Podcast is brought to you by Okie Comics, a publication showcasing the talents of Oklahoma creators with stories featuring Oklahoma. Copies are available at Half Price Books, Edmund Unplugged, Paseo Plunge, Museum of Osteology, Commonplace Books, as well as your favorite comic book store and nearest library. You can find out more locations and more information at okiecomics.com. and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 216 of the Okie Geek Podcast, brought to you by Okie Comics. I'm Michael Cross. One of the newest phenomenon in podcasting is Red Dirt D&D, and this week we are talking with the cast of the show. Welcome, Kiri Hester, Brooke Bullock, Ash King, and Johnny Payne. Hi, welcome to the show. Yay! I'm kind of partial to the show because I'm also in it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, so we, Ash, last time we were here, you had a chance to tell people about Red Dirt D&D before we actually launched. But now Mm -hmm. we actually have Red Dirt D&D. It's real. It's live. Tell people who don't know what Red Dirt D&D is all about. So Red Dirt D&D is a actual play 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast, which basically what that means is that we utilize Dungeons and Dragons as a storytelling medium. So we we play a game of D&D and allow the story to develop naturally along, you know, the storylines that I as the DM want to include. Um, what decisions that the players make to drive their characters forward in the story, which they've made some amazing decisions. Oh my gosh, I'm so proud of them. (laughs) (laughs) But it is a Weird West campaign set in the fictional country of Ratoya. These lucky individuals have been hired by the Black Hands Rail Company, a dwarven-owned company that controls all of the railroads in this world and they have said go westward my young men and women and find out what the heck is out there and bring me back a map and that's the setup these fantastic people have have headed out and are slowly starting to explore and figure out what's going on so Uh, well let's start over here with Brooke Uh, tell us about your character. So Mokrin, Mokrin Stoneshaper, he is a dwarven sorcerer. And as a player, I kind of like to to put two different categories together, things that maybe aren't common sometimes. And so that, that seemed like a good fit. Um, we had a, uh, we had a, a, a kind of a, it was an audition is what mm-hmm. we, we had an audition. And during that audition, um, I could tell I needed to, to come big, and so I brought Mokrin, but originally he had like a Russian accent. It was Mokrin, and he was Russian. Uh, and, and, and we tweaked that, but um, uh, that, that's, that's, that's hit him in a nutshell, sorry. So. That is pretty much him. I <laughs> forgot to mention that your uncle owns the yeah. Black Hands. Yes, Kobe Black that, Yes, yes, and that's what's been so fun about this is the storytelling, and D&D has always mm-hmm. been a community around the table storytelling. I add a piece, the, you add a piece, the DM adds in. And that was absolutely fantastic. Um, one of the things that Ash, first things Ash said was, let's, hey, I've got an idea. Since Mokrin's Dwarven, and we've got these Dwarven rail companies, um, let's make your uncle 
the guy who's sending people out. And then that sparked me off on some backstory things that I think at this point have been revealed to the public, but it was just, it's it, again, it's that community storytelling element. So Kiri, tell us about Poppy Tea Leaf, everyone's favorite halfling. America's favorite halfling. Um, Poppy Tea Leaf is uh, a Halborn halfling druid. Um, she comes from the Tea Leaf family, which is the um, essentially monopolized tea company of Ratoya. Um, she is an only child, and her father had arranged a marriage for her. Um, to a successful sugar family, because obviously that makes a lot of sense. She finds out about this and decides to run away from home, sees the advertisement for people going out west and decides to join up. Um, after convincing Jacoby Blackhands to not turn her in to her father, uh, she joins the, the group of dudes um, headed out west uh, and starts to kind of develop her druid powers along the way. So... Um, and she makes a friend and a wolf, and she's everybody's favorite druid. That's right. <laughs> everyone's favorite halfling druid. Yeah, everyone's favorite halfling. Johnny, Johnny Payne. What is your what is your character all about? Johnny Payne. Uh, well, I play Zonimus, uh, America's favorite Zonimus. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, man, I will be so glad when we're on like episode 100 and we're level 15, and I don't have to worry about any of the mystery or. Spoiling anything about Zonimus' <laughs> character. Uh, no one knows where he's from. No one knows what he's up to. No one knows what his plan is, uh, except for him. No, he's um, he's fun. He's, uh, oh, man. It's so, he come from a not bad place and realized he didn't belong there. He moved on to a worse situation and felt good being there until it went a little too far. And now he's trying, now, so now he's like at, in this crossroads of, I can go do something good with good people and be good, or I can do all that part except for the be good part. Or, you know, it's sort of a, here's what I know and here's what I want. Mm. Which one is the easier path? Which one's a struggle? Which one am I having help with? Is is sort of how I'm I'm rolling with this. It's, it's I know the right thing to do and the good life I want to live and what I want to leave behind. But it's just so easy to just, you know, at the same time, He's been around. He's done a lot of bad things and run bad circles. He can't let too many people know too much about him. People are slowly breaking that and finding finding it out. Finding out his secrets. Some of us being thrust upon them. Yeah. Well, I play Gideon Block, who is the half-elf paladin who has a tragic past. His mother left when he was very young, and his wife and child were killed, sending him to a drinking binge for 14 years which is not good so he is just coming out of that and and deciding to try to be good again and finds himself with these new companions that have been i think unique uh, this this group is is certainly different than what you would see from from most although i think the funny thing is i think we are the true we've got the fighter the rogue the magic user and the thief you know that's that's how a balanced party should be, but we all got our little tweaks from it, being a sorcerer, being a rogue, being a druid instead of a cleric, uh, myself being a paladin instead of a fighter. So it's, what do you guys think of this, this party that we have created? I've been amazed at how well, both mechanically in the game, but then also personality-wise, how well players 
and characters have meshed together. It's been so much fun. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I, I knew I knew Mike and I knew Ash a little bit coming in into this, and I I feel like I've known everybody now for just years, and and we've always played together, and it's always been a thing. And in the time between sessions, between recording, it seems like an eternity. Yes. It's and, and so it's it, there's 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 episodes I listen to three and four times just because I want to hang out with the crew. Sounds bad, I know, but it's just you know background at work or whatever. But but uh, yeah, it's great, and it's fun. As far as the party makeup goes, I I and this is not to any disrespect of anybody's you know anything. I see it like there's a there's a power balance. Like if it come down to it, this part of the party is going to save the day more than the other half. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's going to change. It's not just going to change, just tip the scales. I think it's going to like greatly, incredibly change. And it, it, it's going to be fun watching that progress where it's like, well, every time there's trouble, we're going to look to this person or this person. But I, I feel like, you know, a year down the road, it's going to be, oh, there's trouble. We're not looking to the other people in the party because they're the ones who are going to really be able to throw down and, and save the day for us based on the party makeup. I think early in our first few episodes you see Gideon taking quite a bit of a leadership role um just as being I think you're the oldest mm-hmm. um um but being a half elf it doesn't seem right that old yet. well you you've been around the block a couple dozen <laughs> times right. uh and so and on top of that um you know Poppy and Mockran have been kind of sheltered mm-hmm. um in the city and stuff like that and I think now we're starting to see things start to kind of move the other way as Poppy and Mockran kind of figure out um, what they are good at and how they can help and how they can contribute. And I'm excited to see that continue on as well. I will say, um, you know, talking about party makeup, I tend to gravitate um, towards druids because of their versatility. Uh, they can do a lot. Of, you can build a healer druid or you can build a tank druid or, you know, those kinds of things. And uh, playing in the audition, I wasn't sure if Poppy was going to be powerful enough to kind of keep up with all of these other characters. And even going into the first couple sessions, I was like, um, I don't have a lot I can do here. Um, but I, as we progressed um, and I have figured out kind of where her niche is, I think it's going well. well. The beautiful thing about Druid, though, is also you get to choose your spells every time. So you don't, unlike sorcerers and paladins, once you choose the spell, you, well, no, no paladins, paladins actually get to choose yeah, their spells too. Can yeah, swap out. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Know your own strengths, Gideon. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I always go to the same ones though, so you know. That was, that was um, part of the deal, man. That's right. But you get to actually choose every, you know, so you can that, every day. Yeah, that it's a blessing and a curse because if you think it's just going to be like a walking day and you don't stock <laughs> a bunch of combat spells, <laughs> and then you find yourself face to face with a combat situation, and you're like, I have create water. Uh, I make a puddle. <laughs> That's right, yes. You have to try to get inventive with some of those uh, in that regard. Um, but I think that, you know, we're, as you know, we haven't played together before the mm-hmm. show, I think we're really starting to figure out what we think the other one is going to do and those kinds of things. John, go. Yeah, go. it has been a true delight to literally, like, watch the four of you um, 
figuring out like those little team ups and like the mm-hmm. things that you can yeah. do to assist one another as you're going into various different kinds of situations. But also like the great thing for me is that not all D&D parties do that. Like right. you do kind of get sometimes get into situations where like people are literally just playing for themselves and they're kind of forgetting about like, I am a piece of the puzzle. I am not the whole picture. And so like the great thing about you guys is that you're really, really good about like recognizing like one another's strengths and then knowing like, okay, this is a situation where, you know, uh, Zonimus needs to take the lead. Um, However, I will also say that it is always an incredible joy to see how Makran's going to just, <laughs> just turn something <laughs> absolutely yeah. sideways. I can always count on the dwarf to go to just go sideways and it's beautiful. You know as a as a player you 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 I do and I think other people do too. You buy dice or you or you select dice and you think, "Okay, this these dice are good for this character." Like I'm going to use and it never fails. When it's a wisdom save or something <laughs> like that, my dice roll for Mokran, and it's like a two, a three, a five, and 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 then there are other times when it's natural twenty, and it's and it just seem these dice seem to be aligned to tell in Mokran's story better than anything else <laughs> I know. Uh, as a player, the other thing that's been great again, as Johnny said, we didn't meet each other until mm. just a little, you know, a couple months ago, and yet I can look across the table at Johnny and mm. at Michael, and and our brains are linked, like especially Johnny and I. We'll see a situation happen, and we'll both look at each other, and it's you know it's radio, and so we're we're doing the podcast, and we're just like looking at each other, and Johnny has this fantastic way of shaking his head, going, "I cannot believe that we are all gonna <laughs> die this way," or whatever the situation is, and you know, or or I look at him, and he just nods, like, "Yep, yep, that's exactly what it is," and 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 that oftentimes I have to look sideways to see. Uh, Kiri, because she's she sits, you know, we're all socially distanced, and she sits off to my right. But uh, it's the same. It's the same thing. Like this is this connection with our brains has just been so wonderful. So Ash and the folks who put this together it made really great choices. I want to go around and ask everybody about their D and D experience. How uh, how 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 long have you guys been? How long have you been playing? Uh, just on your own, and and what are you currently playing? That kind of thing. Johnny, let's start with you. Oh, wow. Um, I've been playing forever. It was, you know, I'm, I'm an old man. I'm 45 years old. And when I was in uh, junior high, I showed up at school one day with a Choose Your Adventure Batman book. And this guy that never said two words to me ever said, you ever heard of Dungeons and Dragons? Ever heard of what? Come over to my house this weekend. Next thing you know, I'm hooked. And and that's where it was. Um, played ever so since. that was the original played, AD&D? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, played various other role-playing games since then. Um, before COVID hit, I was in some sort of RPG four nights a week, um, whether wow. it's one of the D&D games or, or one of the Paizo games. Um, since then, it's, you know, Fantasy Crowns and Roll20 has been a lifesaver there with that um, and doing these. But, yeah, that's that's been my background with with the role-playing games. Ash? Oh, um, five or six years now, mm-hmm. give or take. Um, I went to a SoonerCon uh, many a year ago, and that was my uh, kind of my first experience with D and D. So my my first experiences have really been with Fifth Edition. I played like all of two sessions of Fourth, and I was like, nah, nah, brah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, it was not. It was not for me. It's not for me. But Fifth Edition, I I've really found my home uh, as far as like what 
you know, the, the system that I, I keep, I kind of keep going back to, I, I keep going away from it and trying other things. I've tried the Star Wars, um, the, the Genesis system with Star Wars. I've tried, um, I tried doing Starfinder and like Starfinder. I love it, but we played Shadowrun together. We played Shadowrun and, uh, uh, actually, I'm I'm headed to a Shadowrun game tonight. So, um, yeah, <laughs> but no, it's yeah, it's become it, it's it, you know it's it's great. Um, and this is technically right now my only D and D game because I've kind of I've gone back to school. Yeah, so you're I've, a little I, busy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm busy. I, I I go to school and I work and I do this. So, <laughs> got a got a full schedule. But yeah, so I but I, I am currently in a Shadowrun game right now, and then I'm also we're doing a Starfinder game on Wednesday nights right now, which That's is cool. a whole lot of fun. Yeah, Kiri, I'm the noob of the group. I've only been <laughs> playing for about a year and a half or so. I originally picked it up from College Humor's Dimension Twenty um, show there with Brennan Lee Mulligan and all of those guys, and I watched their first season, uh, Fantasy High, as it was coming out, and I was like, this is amazing. Uh, I was a creative writing minor in college and I've always been a writer and a creator in that sense. And so being able to kind of tell these stories and also get to be a part of the story in the way that I can literally voice a character, I can literally um, inhabit that acting space was really great for me. Um, And as far as games go, I'm playing this one, of course. Uh, I also have a Saturday night game home game um, in my home DM ha- for my birthday last month started a kind of mini campaign where we are a bunch of awakened ferrets um, set upon to save um, <laughs> awesome. save a forest um, you, on the sword coast from this darkness that has invaded. And so we're all uh, level 14. We actually just leveled up level 14 awakened <laughs> ferrets. <laughs> And you're a druid, right? I, no, I'm a bard in that one. Oh, you're a bard. Okay. I'm a bard in that oh, one. That's right. You're a lore bard. I'm a lore oh, bard. Yeah, 14th level. What, they're amazing. What name do you, what do you call a ferret character? What name? Um, my, like my character's yeah. name? Oh, her name is Ferret Posset. <laughs> uh, she is an Angora ferret, which are those long-haired ferrets, and she has long, beautifully feathered white hair. <laughs> it's feathered. She, I love it. she grants inspiration by just shaking her head. <laughs> uh, we also have a uh, a barbarian in the group, and the way we homebrewed it, the, these unfortunately, our DM told us we could. They were like, he was like, yeah, that's great. You can do that. And then we took that and ran. So we are <laughs> very speedy. Um, we have like a speed of, I think, like 35. And so we have a, our barbarian also has some other racial things that get his speed up. And so he just runs in and just mm. goes at people with this mace and runs out. And um, it's pretty great. It's probably my favorite thing. And we all, we did all of this. I've been begging him to do this for years because I found out that a group of ferrets is called a business. And so the name of our mini campaign is Risky Business. Um, <laughs> so, so shout out to Trent and uh, all of that. Keep up the good work. All the, yes. all the risk. fighting the good fight. All the risky business that we get into. <laughs> and Brooke, you uh, are just to go back to about as far back as, as Johnny and I go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Johnny said old man at 45, I was like, well, that's nice of you, youngster, to say such a thing. So, uh, Are yeah, you going to give your age, too? No, I, I'm just a few years older. I'm, I'm, He's 46. That's, <laughs> I will be the same age that Mockrin is in about two months, so 50. Ah. So, and just, it's right in there. But I started playing in the 80s, and, um, 
and actually played like basic D&D, the red box, the blue box, mm -hmm. the companion mm -hmm. set, which was like that teal green. And then I couldn't find the, the masters was the next level. And in my, however old I was, you know, 13 or 14 year old self before the internet, um, couldn't find that box, but I could find advanced mm -hmm. Dungeons and Dragons. And so I made the incorrect assumption, oh, you must move to advanced. Yeah, basic experience this must be advanced, you <laughs> yeah. must be next. And so yeah. then that was AD&D and, and played, that, played that until, you know, uh, the beginnings of college and then decided I needed to grow up and, you know, put away childish things. And that was ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know why I ever I thought that. Um, came came back to check out third edition because I'd heard so much about D&D third edition and, and expected to not like it and then loved it so much that during the during the dark fourth edition years, I switched oh, over to Pathfinder. Most, most people did. That's, that, <laughs> that's what, not unusual that yeah, that happened. Yeah. Yeah. And so now I have, I have this game, which is fifth edition. Mm -hmm. I have this game. Um, a friend of mine has just started a fifth edition that we're doing uh, through Zoom completely. Mm -hmm. um, I have a Pathfinder game that, I, that I'm the GM in that's been running for about three years. And then we also have um, an old school first edition game that's been running for about three years. And that's first edition is for the old folks because I mean like sorcerers get like, you know, or there's no, sorcerers don't even exist. Mag one magic users D4. have one spell and it takes a thousand years, you know, Elf so class. Yeah. Elf shout out, class. shout out to my friend, Jason, who, you know, has, uh, has actually decided he's just going to pick up a shield that we have. He plays the magic user and, and, you know, get in there and we're like, you're going to die. You have four hit points. He's like, yeah, probably. So. Yeah. Well, you know, we talk about the, the racial changes that they're going to have for, for, for fifth edition mm, coming up, which I, I just, it's really kind of interesting the way they're doing it. But I was like, dude, you don't understand the racial issues back in first edition. Oh yeah. When you Ooh. couldn't, there were classes, races couldn't even play. The females were actually had less chance of playing other things. They had less of a strength, less of a, it. They was, literally, instead of charisma, they had a beauty score. Yeah, it yes. was. That was, it, was the, it was the most racist <laughs> and sexist thing ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, terrible. So, so, so unawakened. The opposite of an awakened ferret. It was yes. so unawakened. <laughs> They've made so many changes. I, of course, played started playing in AD and D, and I and and started with basic yes. expert, and I kind of went through the same thing. Must be advanced. Okay. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> When second edition came out in the late '80s, I kind of went. I just I'm, and it wasn't that I necessarily needed to grow up so much that I just kind of lost interest in it, and I didn't really get into it until fifth edition, back three years ago with went to extra like life. Forever. I know with extra life and 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 coming with my son who was 11 years old and just realized how accessible, so much more accessible than even AD and D was. And how fluid it was, and so started doing the uh, the Adventurers League, and I think that's where uh, Ash and I met for the longest time. Yeah. We've played together, and I've loved that that we've now grown this into this Red Dirt D and D that has just been so much fun. And I also play on. I did play on Friday nights till my son started playing football. Uh, was DMing that, and then Saturday nights we play. My son is now 14 DMs and play on Tuesday with our sound operator, Mark Coffrin, who runs this just crazy battle insane. He always does like oh. insane off the wall stuff. It was so <laughs> much fun. It's the same day over repeated yeah. over and over again. It's groundhog day. Yeah. He, oh. and, and I get to play a bugbear barbarian named Billy Bob. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's just fun. So what, so we've been through 
10 episodes where our 11th episode will be dropping this Wednesday. If you haven't checked it out, go to your favorite podcast place. Look out Red Dirt D&D. Our 11th episode will be dropping this Wednesday. What so far to each of you has been your favorite part so far in these past 10 episodes? Stepping out of the episode for just a second, my favorite part is hearing people who don't normally connect with D&D mm -hmm. and they have, and, and someone has said, no, give it a listen, go ahead. And so people who normally don't listen to podcasts or don't normally listen to D&D, &D, they have said, oh my gosh, like this is like really entertaining. Like it's a radio show. Like, um, and, and one of, one of our friends or um, amongst our group here, somebody said, it's like, it's like the Lone Ranger in D and D, it's like that show. It's like watching those old, quote unquote, old episodes. And that's been the great part: is that people you don't have to know D and D to watch this and love it. Yeah, or those to old, listen and those love old it. episodes started out on radio. That was the goal of when we decided, when Ash and I sat down, we decided that this was going to be like those old radio shows with music, with sound effects. The only difference was it wasn't scripted, mm -hmm. and so we really enjoyed that. Poppy, what's been your favorite part? Um. I'm going to say I get to pick two because Brooke copped out. So <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part, uh, my first one is when Poppy speaks with her wolf for the first time. And Jeffrey McBride just wrote mm -hmm. an amazing song to go with that. And every time I hear it, my heart flutters. So, Jeffrey, if you're listening, I love you and your music. I just want you to know. That's been <laughs> Poppy's theme, and I love putting that song, that music in every time. I love editing that music in because, yeah, it's Poppy's theme. It's my favorite. And then I think the other one that I'm sure um, it will get men mentioned, a lot of us really liked that, was just when... Um, Poppy wild shapes. She doesn't know how to <laughs> wild shape back. She's not a well-trained druid. It's not like somebody trained her. She kind of just stumbled on these powers. So she gets stuck as a giant rattlesnake. Uh, and the she can't talk to the group because she's a snake. So she just, I just try to like <laughs> make big eyes at them and comfort them with my, my hissing to tell them it's okay. And so I think I hiss comfortingly. Uh, is my favorite, my favorite part. We're turning that into like I'm, I'm working. I'm, I've got a guy, and we're working on a design, and it's gonna happen. It's gonna be on a shirt. I want this so badly. I hiss comfortingly. I hiss comfortingly. And then Gideon says back, "I am somehow comforted by that hiss." <laughs> uh, Ash, what's your been your favorite part so far? Oof. Oh. So I guess my problem as the DM, like literally every moment is like my favorite moment. Yeah. I live for, um, I, I live for the moments where I get to reveal to you guys the story because I get to sit there and watch as you guys are trying to calculate and kind of trying to outthink me in terms <laughs> of like, oh, what is she? She's gonna do this. Like, okay, she's uh -huh. she's talked about this thing, so this is what's gonna come up. And yeah. then, like, I surprise you by having it be the complete opposite of what you expect. <laughs> and then seeing your faces like all around the room, um, that's been a lot of fun. <laughs> um, but also um, something. So something for me. Um, so. One of the things about me that, you know, I'm very out and proud about is, you know, the fact that I am non-binary. Mm -hmm. And so there, I have peppered in a lot of um, some LBGTQ plus stuff into the podcast just here and there because it's my world, I, my world, my rules. But the fact that you guys are like 
picking some of that stuff up and running with it and, you know, accepting it and just the fact that, you know, you guys have fallen in love with these two lesbian orcs who have... My two moms. Your, your two, two moms. moms. Yes, Gash. And, you know. Just, Mazaga. And, and Mazaga. Mazaga, they are just yeah. the best. And, like, and then, like, the fact that you guys have become so enamored with Jubilee. Mm-hmm. We haven't gotten to see a whole mm-hmm. lot of Jubilee, but, you know, Jubilee, who is also, you know, a non-binary tiefling who They've runs They've been amazing. The, I've loved that yeah. character. Yeah. So they're... They're amazing, and I, I I want to find ways to add in more jubilee. It's coming, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, and then just you know all of like all of those little things that I just kind of pepper in, and like you know no one no one ever questions it. No one is like, well, why are you doing that? And like that that makes my heart happy. So, Johnny, what's your been your favorite part so far? So I'm gonna steal and do two of them. Uh, I'll try to be brief. Uh, behind the scenes, it's collaboration with Ash and how it's effortless or it's just something as simple as a seed being planted that two or three episodes down the road has grown into a full forest. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, that's really great. And it's, it's really easy back and forth in that. There's, you know, there's no pushback. It's just great idea. Yes. Or great idea. No, this instead. Okay. Yeah. And it's just because there are no bad ideas here. Um, in story, it's, uh, which has been touched on already in this conversation, seven and eight, the, the dinner scene, the night of the dinner, um, so much happened in that the, a big reveal was anonymous, um, uh, hissing comfortably, uh, what went down at the sheriff's at the jail, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, so, so the mashed potatoes. I was about to say, don't forget about the mashed potatoes. <laughs> uh, the mashed potatoes. I'm covered in blood, and I'm uh, covered in mashed potatoes. The dice just don't fail him, I tell you what. Uh, <laughs> Waiter, there's a dwarf in my mashed potatoes. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> the, those, were, those were very memorable episodes. Uh, for me, uh, you know, in, in the recording process and everything, there was a lot of motion in the room uh, yes. that, yeah. that day. And yes. You know, I'm sure it'll, it'll get topped, but I don't think anytime soon. It was, it was good stuff. Okay, uh, we are about to end here, but I'm going to go back around, and uh, we're actually going to start with you, Johnny. We're going to go back to you, and I just want you to tell people why they should be listening to Red Dirt D&D. It's a story. It's uh, You're not listening to people get together and talk about playing a game and then playing a game, and oh, this reminds me of that movie that one time and that show and things. You're you're tuning in to pick up where you left off and what is the next step of the story, and and getting invested in the plot, the subplots, the characters, all the arcs, ongoing, forever. Ash, why should people listen to this? Uh, because I made it, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what I meant to say. That's what I meant. because Ash made it. Uh, no, people should, people should listen to Red Dirt D&D because it is... It truly is something special... And it is very much, you know, it's it's a completely unique story. It's something that, you know, no one else is doing. And we have so much fun with it. And, and you can hear it, like, in the, when you listen to the episodes, when I listen back to the episodes, mm-hmm. it just fills me with so much joy. You know, even even when it gets a little sad, even when it gets a little somber, it's like it it does that because the story needs to do that. But overall, it's... You know, it's a fun ride. Mm-hmm. Kiri, what? you don't have to come up with anything original also. What just, is there left to say? <laughs> um, you should listen to Red Dirt D&D because it really is a bunch of Oklahomans telling an Oklahoman story, a Southwest story, a story of um, 
that we don't shy away from the 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 bad side about that either. Riza and Gideon have a long conversation about manifest destiny and the morality of it, and um, us as Easterners, as city folk coming in to map the frontier, and is that our right or privilege, or is that something that we shouldn't be doing? So we're not um, glossing over the history, we're delving into it, and I think that's great. Um, there's also the mystery of the jackalope that needs to be solved, and you <laughs> need to listen. No. no. We need you to listen, and we need you to become patrons, and we need you to um, keep pestering Ash to tell us about the jackalope so that we can learn about the jackalope. So that Poppy can somebody turn into a jackalope. Poppy really wants to turn into a jackalope. <laughs> Gary stole my answer. <laughs> I was just waiting for it to come down the line. I'm like, oh, I'm going to make it. And then there she is. Nope. Yeah, no, that's awesome. No, you're right. We need Patreon. We need patrons to, to, to listen and support because mm-hmm. it's an Oklahoma project, and and that the reason why you should listen to Red Dirt D&D is because you need a break. Your heart needs a break. Your mind needs a break. This is just fun entertainment and it just can help you reset and kind of de-stress and and it, it, it Michael you've mentioned before they're the perfect time limit or the perfect, you know, time slot of of driving and and so listen because it's fun and you need some happiness in your life. Yeah, none of them are more than 45 minutes, which is usually the drive time to and from work. So my, my wife listens while she's getting ready for work in the morning before she goes to teach his school. She get, get, which is, I mean, one of the best things you can do is have something that's you don't have to think about school and this kind of takes your mind off of it. Ash, very quickly, where can people find Red Dirt D&D? You can find us on Facebook at Red Dirt D-N-D, that is... D, the letter N, and then D. <laughs> Same handle on the Twitters. You can also check out our amazing website at www.reddirtdnd.com. And we have our patron site. We also have our Patreon, which is, again, literally just Red Dirt D&D. Yeah. Swag um, is coming out. Swag yeah. is coming. For We've, patrons. Yes, for patrons. Take advantage. Take advantage. You get uh, some bonus episodes. You get the early drop of episodes. There's a lot of good reasons to be a patron. And and more coming. Yeah. We're working on more. There's Woo. more stuff coming. It's going to be amazing. And we're starting to see it grow. And, and also, if you're out there, if you're already listening to Red Dirt D&D, uh, share it. Let everyone know. Because the more we can get people out there to share this information and that they like it, People listen to that. I mean, we can always talk about how great what we love it, but we're doing it. Mm-hmm. So the more we can get people who are out there who say they love it, that really gets everybody into it. So thank you very much for, for joining us this week. Yes. If you're listening, please give a rating. Please slide those stars or give a quick it, review. It takes That's two awesome. seconds, and we appreciate every single one of them. We yeah. read every single one of them. Yeah. yeah, and it's so exciting. So thank you very much, guys. Thank you. So that's going to do it for our show. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Geek Podcast. That's also the address for our Gmail account. Would love to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter at KOSU Michael C. And do you or someone you know have an event coming up? Well, please let us know so we can talk about it on our show. You can also find us on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. Be sure and subscribe, rate us, and leave a comment. Until next time, along with Kerry Hester, Brooke Bullock, Ash King, and Johnny Payne, I'm Michael Cross, reminding you to keep calm and geek on. <laughs>